is on the block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 The Ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome to On the Block here on a Wednesday. I'm Jake Bakovin here in uh, Lincoln, and uh, he is Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet. He is out watching some summer league basketball in Vegas. How has uh, how's your your flight been to get there? I know you had some traveling problems, but uh, have you been able to watch any basketball yet, Strick? Yeah, uh, I did. I got a chance to watch some uh, some basketball. Uh, mostly had a lot of meetings, but. Um, did get a chance to watch some basketball. Um, you know, the talent is definitely there. Um, you, obviously, when you don't have that much time to practice and spend time, uh, that's a part of the problem. You know what I mean? You yeah. you, you kind of get – it makes it difficult, so to speak, to be able to, um, you know, get those guys to gel together. So some of the basketball is, is not as uh, quality as normally would be, but – it's still guys are getting a chance to showcase themselves. Guys are working their tail off. Uh, they're getting a chance to, to work in front of all the teams, not just a few of the teams uh, that they're actually working with or they're playing for. Um, but they're getting a chance to do a lot of stuff. I got a chance to see a lot of old friends, a lot of old teammates that are now working with organizations. Uh, got a chance to see people that are on coaching staffs that I had an opportunity to uh, spend some time with over the years. Um didn't get a chance to talk to Paul, but I did see him. He was doing an interview, um, Paul Pierce. Uh, so I did, um, you know, Kenny Anderson's here. Uh, some good some good friends of mine that have yeah. spent some time, some of them that have been on the block, and I uh, got a chance to see some of them. So it's been cool. Been yeah, good. that is cool. Um, is there – where are they playing, I guess? Is it is there, is, there, is there a decent environment, or is it a pretty sparse crowd? Um, some of the games are, are pretty, pretty good. Like last night, the LA Laker, uh, Clipper game was, was, was pretty, pretty packed. Uh, the Mavericks game was, was, was pretty solid. Um, a lot of people were at the, uh, so, so they're playing at the Thomas and Mack center, um, and, um, the Cox cable center, which is the men's side and the women's side for UNLV basketball. Um, Actually, I think we had uh, one of our old players um, transferred actually to UNLV um, with the women's side. Yeah. Um, not Jazz Shelley. Uh, oh, shoot. Was Ashley Who was it? Um, Ashley. Yeah. 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 She actually trained. So it's the women's side and the men's side of, of the basketball is where they're played. Obviously, the Thomas and Max Center is quite big. Uh, so. There's the lower bowl area, you know, has pretty good pe- size of people in it, depending on what game it is. Cox Cable, depending on what game, like the Memphis game, obviously uh, John Morant was in there. Uh, so a lot of people, they come and, and, and to see because they know kind of who's in town and who's 
who's going to be there. So it gives them an opportunity to see some of those players. Uh, but that game was was pretty packed. That that Memphis and uh, Memphis and um, I think it was a Celtics game yesterday. Okay, yeah, because I'm interested too, um, because there is talks about a Vegas expansion team coming to uh, coming to the NBA, along with you know what would be the Seattle SuperSonics. People are very much uh, heavily in favor of that, but there's been some movement toward that. No, I'm tripping. I'm sorry. It was Memphis and Golden State. Yesterday. Oh, okay, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. no. No, it was Boston and Golden State, and then it was Memphis and ah shoot, I can't remember who they were. <laughs> but that's who it was. But, Too but many games. There, there's going so on many there. of them. They're all over the place. I mean, yeah. you're going back and forth to each gym, so it's kind of crazy. Do you would, would you like the idea of an NBA if they do expand? I mean, LeBron's going as far as said that he would like to own the Vegas team. I think that would add a, an additional element to it. But do you think Vegas now that it's got the Raiders, it's got uh, hockey? Um, do you think it's 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 moved past that fear of having professional teams, and that the NBA that would be a good place for for the NBA to go? I mean, they they've been preparing for it for some time now. I, I mean, that's. Obviously, UFC is very strong here. That's why they they built T-Mobile Arena uh, right across. One of the hotels I stay at pretty much whenever I come to Vegas is the Park MGM, which is literally right across from T-Mobile Arena. Um, T-Mobile Arena has been prepared for this specific moment. That's why they were playing USA uh, games in there. They do some exhibition games in there. They've been really kind of testing the market to see what, what type of uh, atmosphere that it would provide for basketball. Um, I, I think, I think that it's viable. I think that it's, it's a, it's a marketplace for it. The, one of the best things for it was the success of the, uh, the hockey team and how, when they first came in and had tremendous success, uh, obviously you've been seeing what's been going on with football. That's, that hasn't been a good look, but, but the hockey team has really, really done well and, and has provided, um, you know, a place to where, you know, that it can thrive. Um, it's, it's a very transient city. So that's the part. I mean, most of the people that are going to just, they're going to be here. Right. That's, that's kind of what the atmosphere is going to get. It's not going to have a real stable base. It's going to be very much, reminiscent of like Atlanta, how Atlanta was, right? Because Atlanta was very much a transient city. Uh, so it would be crazy because like when I played with the the Knicks, whenever we played the the Hawks, it would be, we would have more fans than the Hawks did in there. <laughs> it would be like a Knicks yeah. game. Uh, it, it was crazy. I could easily um, see that happening in Vegas. I remember yeah. showing up. Yeah, I remember showing up to Atlanta games. There may be eight, 9,000 people. Obviously, they've gotten better. Trey and, and some of what they've been able to do over the last few years has helped that. But for the most part, um, they're 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 really diff. It's difficult when you have a transient city, and uh, that's what it's going to be. But it's going to be when people are in town, they get a lot of people that come into town. Some of them will fly into town just because they may be playing a specific team, so mm-hmm. they're going to get um, those type of uh, crowds that are going to fill up T-Mobile. And of course, uh, of course, uh, you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So, uh, you you know, you don't have to tell me here. But have you have you hit the any any machines yet? Have you been able to have any time to gamble quite yet? Nah, man. I I, I, like you said, I was literally drained yesterday Mm -hmm. um, because of the travel situation. Getting into Phoenix, um, getting stuck there overnight, and then getting in, having to get up and get in in the morning, and literally go straight into meetings. Uh, So, nah, man. I. None of that for me. Yeah. And some of the guys went and they were hanging out. Uh, I think one of the hotels is the Wynn. A lot of, lot of, uh, it's kind of a player destination over there at the Wynn Hotel. 
Um, they went over there. I just, I went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> fair I, was, enough. I normally I normally can do Vegas like the best of them, but I yeah yeah no, I couldn't do it. Really tired. That's why I even like even having layovers in Vegas. I had one uh, when I went to L.A. this uh, you know a couple months ago, and uh, it was just awesome because they've got uh, they've got slot machines yeah. at the airport. So right the, yeah, yeah, right so airport, all you have yeah. to do is land. You don't have to walk anywhere. Uh, you can just start playing on the Vegas tables. Uh, while we're on the NBA too, I did want to ask you about this. Um, there's been a suggestion. Adam Silver suggested that uh, it might be time for financial incentives based on games played. Um, to kind of uh, make up for the, you know, rest and, you know, all this all this kind of wave. Of course, it's been about a decade now or maybe even longer um, that guys are sitting out, not playing all the games um, just so that they can rest. And it really uh, frustrates the fans. I mean, if you, if you live in Omaha or whatever, your only chance to see is LeBron is when he comes to Oklahoma City and you buy that ticket months in advance and then he ends up sitting out that game, you're furious. Uh, you, you know, that, that was your chance. You don't, you know, you know it's, it's difficult to 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 plan around that. Um, do you think financial incentives, I mean, uh, some people probably would be rubbed, or rubbed the wrong way about that because it's almost gone from you need to get them in line to now you're, you know, now you're incentivizing them. Now you're making it, a, a you know, because how do you, how do you, I guess, do that for a guy, I just throw anybody, like a Josh Hart, who is going to play most of the games and not going to sit out for, you know, any part of the game. Is he going to get incentives as well for playing more of the game? So it's still kind of a mess, but do you like the idea of incentives for stars to play these regular season games? I mean, what you're, what you're, what you're basically showing is what NIL is going to look like, right? <laughs> you know, you're going to, you like, you're, you're going to have certain people that, are going to win and certain people that are going to lose and there's going to be a lot of people that don't like it um i i really think that they just probably need to work out a system to where they just shorten the games where if they're going to do that shorten the games um stretch or stretch the games out shorten the game stretch the games out have the season more compacted um, and then make it, it really makes for the season to be really intensive because, you know, you, 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 you're missing 15 games. Obviously it's tough to do because of the fact that it's a lot of revenue involved in, especially mm-hmm. with TV and stuff like that, the more games, that's kind of why they shorten the, the, uh, the time that we used to have in training camp, which used to go for a few weeks. Now it's not, not barely a week and it's barely any, training at all i mean i don't even think they do two a days anymore <laughs> we used to do two a days and it was rough um I, I i i it's hard for me to see that they can make that happen but they've got to figure out something and and i think that it's just it's a pretty much looking at it from a standpoint of shorting the games making those games more intensive because with 80 some games it makes it different uh to be able to kind of rest yourself for a few games uh, you're going to play four or five times a week. Maybe the people want to only see it a couple times. The European system has generated a a really nice fan base following because of the fact that they don't play four or five times a week. So those you know fans really look forward to being op- uh, getting an opportunity to to see their teams play uh, in their Euro leagues and, and in their natural uh, state leagues or or, or, or yeah their uh, country leagues that they play. So they play in two leagues, most of them at the, at the top tier, they play your Euro league and they also play their, you know, uh, uh, country leagues. So I I don't know. I I don't know if there's a right answer for it, man. I think there's, they've got to figure out something because right now 
I, I, I don't think that method is going to work for them because you're right. People do get upset. People get upset when they show up to our arena and their favorite players that they've been following or the ones that they got jerseys for, or the ones that they expected their kids, like they saved oh, yeah. up their money for their kids to be able to come to this specific game and the freaking players not playing. That, that can't hurt you, and, and and I don't think they want to continue down that road. Well, and it's crazy, too, because we've seen it even for the national TV games, which you would think, like, I don't know how much that factors into the your equation as a coach or within the roster to think, okay, well, if we if we rest this guy here, then maybe we rest this guy there and all that. Um, but, you know, that's, that's also a complete dud um, if you do rest those guys on national TV. And uh, those guys should look forward to it. But maybe, like you said, it's just so much – um, you know, there's certain teams that probably would and, and certainly wouldn't sit out, but the teams like the Golden States and the Lakers that they're on TV all the time. Um, you know, maybe that just national TV thing doesn't really do much for them. <laughs> I, I, look, I wanted to be on. Those were the funnest games, I thought. Yeah. But, um, but at the at the same time, I mean, it's it's a different type of generation. I mean, I think also they're playing a lot of basketball now. Um you've got all these world championships and all these other types of uh, things that they're playing. I think COVID really made it difficult because it shrunk the league. It, they played in an odd time. And then all of a sudden you're right back in it. I don't even know if their body's still been able to recover from having to go through that cycle of a season where the season was extended. Um, I can't remember exactly when it ended, but it was like, it was a quick turnaround, like a month, a month yeah. and a half and back into the season again to try to get back on regular track. So, um, yeah, they've got to figure out something. You know, some of the guys just don't want to be playing that much. Um, uh, I think it's soft. (laughs) I mean, I think it's soft. I mean, we, 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 we got out there and played, you know what I mean? We wanted to play. We felt it was intensive. Um, You you can see it the way it's kind of translating even now into the all-star games and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's going to be something that's that's typical to try to figure out. And let me ask you, not just on your experience, but some of the some of your former teammates and stuff, because we've seen this too. A um, little bit of a talk. I think it was uh, KD was saying he had was it KD? Somebody was saying they hadn't touched the ball uh, in in three weeks, or, or it was Anthony Davis. I think you know didn't hasn't touched the basketball since the season ended. Um, trying to get his body back into shape and uh, just take a break. Um, do you is is that yeah, pretty common? That. That was pretty common for your playing yeah. days? Yeah. 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 When the season ends, uh, Bach, it's literally – I literally go on uh, – whatever, depending on the time frame is, I go into a hiatus and I do not go into a gym. I don't touch a ball. I have to refresh. I have to, you know, get my mindset in a place to where I want to be in the gym again. Because if you just continuously go, yeah, you want to do some stuff. Maybe you go in, touch, you know, touch it, shoot some free throws. But you don't want to get back into intensive workouts and and stuff like that. I would would kind of, you know, position myself to be able to say, okay, about a month and a half, um, I'll start going and doing running cardio, going, doing different things. Uh, going to training places like LA or Vegas, or, you know, some people, a lot of people are going to Miami. Some are going uh, to, to maybe Houston. There are different places that people would go in order to start their training regiments in order to get good basketball in as well. Um, and, and it would be good month and a half where I would mm. get back into intensive training. 
um, doing stair work, doing beach and heel work, doing lots of stuff for the conditioning and then also getting training and, and skill development work on the court. If you had a trainer, if you had somebody specific that you work with, those are the things you would start picking up a good month, a month and a half out. That's That was how I did it. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting to kind of look at the different ways people go about it. And, and just the fact, you know, when AD said that, people went off on him. They were upset because, you know, it, it was a, a disappointing year and he needs to, uh, you know, rebound and be healthy and all that stuff. But you would have to think, like you said, you just you don't want to get burned out. No matter what you do, if you do it 100 percent of the time, you just get burned out. And in playing that long of a season, you yeah. would think it'd be nice to have a, a break and, and just to kind of live your, your normal life without thinking every day about your next game or your last game. Um, so I started taking, I started taking breaks in all-star games too. Like Mm -hmm. that, that little, that little, you know, space of time where I used to go to the all-star games. It got to a point where I was like, man, bump that. I'm, you know, I'm going to go to an Island somewhere and just relax my mind, get ready for the second half of the season. So yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's kind of that makes sense. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the block. Uh, we have Strick live out in Vegas for NBA Summer League. Uh, I wanted to get, uh, and, and as, as you could tell, I've had a few questions for him uh, based on, you know, some of the stuff that's going around in the league and, uh, and, and some of his other experiences. I want to reach back to one of his other experiences, that call that he got to enter the Husker Hall of Fame because six uh, former Huskers, uh, including Prince of Mukamara, uh, Bryce Pickens, uh, Tony Finotti, all got that call or maybe I don't know if they get called or whatever but they got that induction uh, uh, recognition and, and notice uh, not too long ago probably this past weekend so I want to ask Strick kind of what that was all about we'll do that next here on the block on 93.7 the ticket.